You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. This is Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball. Baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, one of the people who've always made baseball not boring is Ryan Dempster. Ryan, what's going on? Hey, Rob. Man, it is. Uh, first of all, have you worn your baseballs and boring T-shirt yet? That's what I want to know. Of course, I have. Yeah, it's a good I've shirt, though, been, right? It it is. Um, my 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 four year old. She's her. You know, we're working on it, but her reading is not the greatest. You know. Um. So she, at first, she read it, and I was reading it. She said, "What's that say?" I said, "It says baseball isn't boring." She said, "Baseball is boring," and I was like, "No, it isn't boring." And she's like. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not boring. Yeah, so. yeah it's, it's you know, cool. this teller said there's an occasional night where you know it's it's creeping to a four hour game that maybe, but overall, let me just sit down. What's your daughter's name? Izzy. Is sit down, Izzy. Let me tell you about the great game of baseball. Why that's right. Baseball's and boring, but it also it also makes the triceps pop, as Xander Bogart <laughs> said. You know. So. <laughs> which is the mark of any good church. All right, uh, in a second, we're going to have um, – put it this way. Baseball isn't boring because the athletes of baseball are so unique. And how do I know that they're so unique? Because they can not only play baseball, but they can run marathons. And um, we're going to have two of the – maybe the, I was going to say two of the best baseball-playing marathoners ever, um, but maybe just the best – baseball playing marathon as ever i don't even know do you know of any so you are running the marathon correct yes okay yeah yeah april 17th it's going to be the 10-year anniversary of the horrific bombing and um in boston and so i you know and reached out to the red sox um you know months back about wanting to do it just um multiple different reasons one uh you know 10 years a year of significance um, I started that day at Fenway Park uh, on Patriots Day when we played Tampa Bay, and um, yeah, it just has it has a lot of impact in my life. That whole season did so. I want to do something to be able to raise some money 
Um, I'm going to run for the Ling Z Foundation. Um, she was one of the individuals who died in the bombing that day, and they have a foundation that continues in her memory and does great things for the youth and diversity across Boston. So looking forward to that. So is there, before we go on, I want to make sure that people are contributing to the to the right cause here. So who, where should they go to contribute? Because that's, that's one of the most important things. Yeah, well, you can go to the Lingzi Foundation um, uh, dot org, I believe it is, and um, I'm going to put a link in my uh, my Instagram bio uh, coming up here shortly, um, starting on February 1st. I'll have a link there that you can go ahead and um, and donate money if you feel like it, and hopefully we can raise a bunch of money um, and do some some good things and continue to give back to the great city of Boston. Okay, well, you're a fine marathoner. You're you're. you're I know this. <laughs> That's yet uh, to be determined. Well, uh, but as I just said, you you aren't the only baseball player running the marathon. Brock Holt, what's going on? Hey, guys. <laughs> yes, there he is. <laughs> I had to stop my I had to stop my training training to to jump on this podcast. I was like sixteen miles deep already. <laughs> it's, hey, it's a- no joke. That's a commitment. Like I have five kids. So like to find carve out two hours in the day to go for a long run. I mean, that's, I got to make sure they're all in school and one's taking a nap. You're not, you're not lying. Like it's a, it's a full-time job training for, for a marathon. Well, well, it's uh, coincidentally, all three of us have run marathons. Believe it or not. I know that you look at me and you say, of course you've run marathons, but I've run six marathons, all Boston. So, uh, I'd be happy to be your coach, your life coach, your marathon coach, whatever you want to be. Um, but I well, let's compare. First of all, Brock, you, you tell me, just like Ryan did, the most important thing is that we want to make sure that the the organization you're running for gets the right support and the right attention. So k- give me the link that people should go to. Hold on. Something just got, went in my ears. I think it's I think I think it's Lakin's Lakin's phone. Hold on. Okay. I think I'm connected to her uh Hello, Lakin. We're going to figure this out. Uh, <laughs> I remember my first uh, podcast. <laughs> well, all right. So why, why, why Brock figuring it out, Ryan? Where are you at? Because this is one of the, the great things about uh, having you two on. Where are you guys at with your training? Let's compare and contrast. And someone's going to feel really bad about themselves, but so be it. It'll be motivation. Where are you at, Ryan? Um. Yeah, I'm I'm probably not as far as I long as I probably should be, but at the same time, um I thought my wife had a good line the other day. She said, Ryan doesn't prepare, he just does. Um <laughs> thought it was pretty funny. Uh I, I've gotten, you know, I'm like probably three days a week, four days a week, doing somewhere in the five to seven mile range. I just kicked up Brock inspired me. Ooh. I saw a, a, he he posted a video and some clips through his IG about uh you know doing twelve miles uh, I did eleven and a half two days ago all right so I'm gonna go up do a little sweat today I, I like my pace where I'm at I'm sitting at about an eight fifteen split right now you're kidding are you kidding me he's, that's what I said Rob <laughs> he's po- he's posting these videos and I'm I'm messaging him I'm like are you kidding me with these times like I'm struggling to like I'm I'm at if I get in the nines, I'm like, dang, I'm flying nine, right now. Nine, you don't understand. So what? A four hour marathon is like nine oh four or something like that. It's it's just right around nine. Like that's a crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah that's Dan's my goal. Flying. Sub four. Sub four is my. Well, you got to remember. So so like I was I was a cross country runner in high school. 
Um, and then I came to Chicago and, and when I started playing with the Cubs, I'd go for runs um, from Wrigley. Well, the fans chase you down. So you got to have quick wheels. <laughs> um, if you're going to get it, if you're going to get through there, you know, you got to, you got to book through the crowd. So I, I picked up my pace and, and started to find a good little rhythm there. So Brock, when you saw Ryan, when you guys played together, when you saw him, did you like, oh, that guy's fast? Oh, man, I, listen, I mean, it, it, covering covering first base on, on PFP drills, you always you always say, that's a marathoner right there. Absolutely. Athlete. 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 What, what do we always say? Pitchers are athletes, right? Like, I knew I knew Dent. I, I didn't know he could run, like, a sub-two-hour sub marathon, which is, what, <laughs> which is where he's headed right now. But, goodness gracious. Like, for real, I'm struggling at 10 minutes, 10 minutes, and I'm happy with that. And he's, I will he's, say he's this playing. though, get down the bases. See, like my my eight minute mile pace is my also my sprint speed. So, you know, there's well, there's not a lot of difference there. Did you ever steal I, a base, Ryan? Did you ever steal a base? No, I got one story about that. Ooh, I like stories. I never I never got on first a lot. You know, sometimes every once in a while I'd close my eyes and it would hit the barrel and end up somewhere. But um, true true story in t- 2002 when I got over to the Reds. Um, I, I was swinging the bat for, I hit like two thirty, and I, and I was doing well. And, and Bob Boone had me pinch run multiple times <laughs> for Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, no. Yes. Hey, put that one Whoa. in the backpack. Yeah. That's like, cause junior had a hamstring issue. So he'd get on base, you know, and then as a starting pitcher, you didn't want to waste me or waste a position player. I'd go run. Well, one time junior pinch hit off, of, off of Randy Johnson of all people and drew a walk and it's in Arizona and Bob pinch ran me for junior. And I took off running on first move off of, off Randy Johnson and Barry Larkin grounded the shortstop ended up being, ended up being a base hit because they couldn't get the force. It was like in the hole and end up getting Barry a base hit. But you know, I was like, I had that base stolen. You got to take that pitch. I don't care if it's punch out, man. That's my first one of my career. Wait, did you have it stolen? Did you have it stolen? Yeah, I would. I would have had it. Yeah, I would have had. Listen it. to those. Listen to those names. I pinch ran for Griffey to try and steal a base off Randy Johnson while Barry Larkin was hitting. <laughs> what a story! And, and by the way, I'm running a, a six minute miles in the marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly! <laughs> oh my god no kidding oh Gotta pinch yourself sometimes brock <laughs> did you I, I i gotta ask so when you become the pinch runner did you go up to boone and say hey i don't know if you know this i ran cross country in high school I'm, I'm- <laughs> i did i didn't i i did one time tell him he should go bunt because i actually coincidentally another time earlier um uh, actually in the series i i i faced off against randy and uh and I was pitching, I was hitting, we had to run around first and, and uh, I squared around a bump, you know, and Randy, this was prime Randy, this is two, 2002, he's like dominating, you know, he long hair and he's screaming and yelling at everybody. So I squared around a bump and he threw a tic-tac up there and uh, I missed it by about a foot. It was 99 miles an hour. And I looked back at Damian Miller and he was catching. He goes, I know it's hard, right? And I go, dude. And then he threw me two <laughs> sliders to my back foot. I swung over top of both of them trying to bunt it. I go back in the dugout and Bob Boone's like, you got to get that down. I took my hel- I took my helmet, my batting gloves off, put them in the helmet and my bat. I gave him to Bob Boone. I said, you go give that a whirl, man. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, bunting's not easy, man. 
I can only imagine what it would be like a bunting against Randy Johnson. He yeah. was MFing me two out on the mound, telling me to swing the bat. I was terrified. You know, I wanted, you're I like, wanted nothing like, to do with it. You're like, hey, Randy, I don't even want to be up here, dude. Like, okay, <laughs> right? Where's this universal DH? Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So, Brock, give me, give me your best. This is on the spot, but give me your best running story as a baseball player because we just got Ryan's best one, right? So, Man, well, it, I can't it, even top that, dude. I gotta, I gotta think about. Yeah, how can how can I even come close to that story? I mean, I, um, it may have been. It may have... I, I, I I had a lot more opportunities to run the bases. Um, I'm sure than Dip. I don't know, man. He played a long time, so he might have he might have ended up running running the bases more than I did. I didn't get on him. Most often. bags in a game. What was your most stolen bases in a game? Oh, I think I had. I, I mean, I think I only had two one time. But I will tell you this. Uh, I, I remember. Hey, when you wait, wait, real quick. When you got that second one, did you want a Ricky Henderson? Just pull it out and like hold it up. Yeah, keep keep the bag. No, I will tell you, I did. Um, this one just comes off uh, off the top of my head because I'm looking here at my Brian Butterfield signed jersey. Um, I think we were playing the Twins, um, and I was leading off the uh, leading off the inning. And Butter, whenever before he runs out to third base, he stops at me on the end, on deck circle and he says, "Hey, after you hit this leadoff double." I want you stealing third first pitch. I, th- I forget who was pitching, but he was sl- he, he he didn't look, um, didn't really pay attention to guys on second base. So sure enough, I hit a double. Look at Butter, and he was just like, "Come on, first pitch, boom, stole third. And we like we like gave each other like pretty much <laughs> you know hugging each other on third base. Like, dude, that was awesome. You just called that. So uh, that's a good Butter story. Um, <laughs> I let me give. I'll give you my best Brockle running story. We did a uh, podcast in Toronto the day before a game, so I go upstairs. I remember this one? Yeah, I go upstairs in the press box. You know, edit it up, whatever. Literally, I mean, it couldn't. It couldn't have timed out any better. I hit publish. I hit publish, and the minute I hit publish. You pulled out. I think you were stealing. I, I don't know, but you pulled. Oh up. no, no, it was a du- it was a double in the gap, and I oh, it was came right. up lame. Yeah. Well, I I was on it. fire. Though I was seeing beach balls at the time. I was just raking. <laughs> that, that's why you <laughs> pulled that's my. Why, hand. That's why you were on the podcast. <laughs> that's that's why I'm telling you. Every time I actually got a chance to play multiple multiple games in a row, I would I would kind of catch fire and start running the bases that's when the hamstrings would lock up because i wasn't used to running the bases so i remember just getting hit after hit after hit and i actually had to run the bases so the hamstring didn't like that too much and pulled up i, I, well, I can tell you you ran away from me for about a year and a half like yeah every time i came around the corner with a microphone forget about it that was that was done so yeah you mentioned your hamstrings give me give me your best ailment so far i mean because listen it's this is the price of the price of glory for training for a marathon, give me your breast and Well, I'll tell you, I'm feeling a lot better now. When I first started, I was I was uh, worried that I wasn't going to be able to do it because I don't know what it was in my left leg, but it was like right behind my knee. I'm pretty sure it was hamstring that that connects down there, right, right, right behind your knee. And I, I mean, I could run about two miles, and then I would just be getting shooting pain up my leg, like all the way down. And and Nashville, where I'm running around here, it's it's pretty hilly, which sucks. Um, it's good though. I'm trying. To, it's good. Yeah, that's it's good, good for, for Boston. Me. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. Good for Boston, but it sucks to just go out like, oh, I got to run 10 miles today. And like just knowing um, that there's going to be hills involved. Uh, so that was it, my hamstring. But I, I've started, I'm doing, started doing more band stuff um, and, and stuff for my glutes and stretching my hamstrings and making sure I'm, I'm a little bit more warm before I start running. So um, it's, it's, everything feels good right now. So we're trying to, um, and I'm following the, I'm following the training sheet that, that we got from the, um, from the day, from Dana Farber running team. So we run on Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays, and, and then the long runs are on Saturdays. Um, but I'm feeling good right now. Um, but there's still a long way to go. <laughs> yeah, no, so, dude. What do you got, Ryan? Nervous. What, what, what ailment do you have? You, you have any? Or um, you, well, at least like you're a superhuman, human, like physical specimen. So maybe not. Yeah, if he, if he if he tells us he's got an ailment right now and he's running eight minute miles. <laughs> hey, hey, true. Funny you say that. True story. Okay, first of all, my biggest ailment right now is. I, and I think I need new shoes is I got these, you know, your toes jam up against your shoes. So I got these blisters on the ends of my toes that, you know, when you get into the longer run, you start getting over seven miles. It's like, they just start throbbing. Yeah. So I'll figure that out. But so now I'm planning this whole thing. I want to do this. I, you know, I talk with Pam Ken at the Red Sox and get everything ready to go. And I'm telling people I'm running this marathon. I'm, I'm beyond excited. I'm, you know, I'm nervous, all this stuff. Winter meetings in December. And, uh, <clears throat> down there in in you know where we saw each other rob down the yeah, winter meetings in san diego and the last time i was at the winter meetings in san diego was back in the winter of uh, 2014 going into 15 and and i did this fun little staged fall with kevin millar where i fell down the stairs at the bottom rate uh those stairs that come down to the bar from the mlb networks set well i was like hey we should do that again so you know there's a couple people on the escalator and i, and I do it again but I'm a little older and not as nimble, and I caught my foot on, like, the I-beam going down of the rail that goes up. And, bro, I got up in the morning, and I couldn't walk. I mean, like, my knee on my right knee, I thought I tore my MCL. I might have torn my MCL. I don't know. <laughs> I had to get a knee. I had to, I had to hobble. I hobbled because I, I believe in this theory, and I, I always had this theory, and I did it with my whole career, and, and I kind of do it in life, is that when you have ailments and you have different things, that if – if you rest for too long, you actually like don't, you know, you got to be smart about it, but like blood flow, creating blood flow. And so I, I hobble like literally like I'm gingerly walking over to CVS to get a knee brace and some Advil and anything I can. Like when I mean hobbling, it took me an hour to get to the CVS. I was going so slow. <laughs> and and so I get over there, like I go, I'm swollen up and this thing is not going away. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to run the marathon. Yeah, And it took probably about three, four weeks. It's still, I can feel it, but it's weird. It's like in a spot that when I'm running, it doesn't bother me. Um, I have to limit my men's basketball league stuff. So I don't do that anymore. Oh, and you're, I still you're, be, you're, wait, you're, you're still playing basketball? Uh, I, I do a lot. Of, I'm going skiing this weekend. So let's oh just cross, let's I, cross I, our hey, fingers. I've got a couple, I've got a couple ski trips planned here soon. Cause I mean, obviously I never went skiing whenever I played. Cause I knew that the, the moment I went down, the first slope both acls gone my career is done so i'm like i gotta stay away from this so now that i'm i'm done i'm going but now i'm like shoot do i do i hold off until after the marathon because like i, I uh, need my I need, I need my knees for the marathon i can't believe you guys are doing anything i, I was so like stressed about anything doing anything but i yeah, guess that's I mean, why I you're just, professional athletes 
<laughs> the drum beat's a little different. Yeah. Well, so, so, so when you, when you're, I'll tell you, uh, you know, the first year that I did the Boston Marathon, what, one of the things is, is that you never prepare. One of the things you don't train for is when you start, you have a stadium full of people cheering for you. So you are jacked up. So you are like high fiving, chest bumping. And I remember Mario Lopez and Ali Landry were running the year that I was doing. Remember Ali Landry? She did the Dorito yeah. commercial. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mario Lopez, obviously, you know, the guy in Saved by the Bell. So they're running. So we're running, and I'm high five and chest bumping. And then I see them, and I have a, this is how long ago as a disposable camera. I start running backwards so I can take pictures. Of, I mean, this is all within three miles. <laughs> words, to the, words to the wise: Don't do that. Don't save 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 your energy. Save your energy for. I mean, it, it is hard to do because you don't have when you're running in Nashville and you're running. What is it in in Chicago, Ryan? Is that where where are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm running down on the lake a lot. I'm going to do some. Uh, my, I have a place. We're going out to our place in Oregon, and we're at four thousand feet there. So I'm going to do a little high altitude. Ooh, high training. altitude training. Oh, there you go. He's yeah. going to be. He's those. Hey, that 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 minute per mile time is going to go down once he gets <laughs> once he gets that altitude. I'm hoping. Training. Fingers he crossed, might, man. Fingers he might crossed. Win. You might win the marathon. You might win. I know. I mean, it's, no, that's 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 not happening. I just want all I want is the best time for ex Canadian pitchers that pitch for the Red Sox. That's what I'm Ooh. hoping for. You know. Mm. Ah, uh, let's see. That's good. I'm going. I'm going. I'm, for, think I'm going done. for. I'm going for best time for anyone who's hit a cycle in the postseason. Oh, you got it. <laughs> how about uh, how about best time for the slowest pitch in the history of Major League Baseball? Or that? Yeah, I'll take either one. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. Finishing. I'm just looking to finish. That's it. Oh, but listen, it's it's a great accomplishment. And like you said, just go go slow. I have other marathon stories. I I. uh I trained with Will. Will Ferrell did it, right? And so I trained with his life coach the next year. And it was me. So the only other person he was training was Lauren Sanchez. Do you know who Lauren Sanchez is? Yeah, I know who Lauren yeah. Sanchez is. Yeah, yeah Lauren. So Lauren uh, now is Jeff Bezos's girlfriend. And at the time, she was Patrick Whitesell, the Hollywood super agent's wife. So we went out in a limo. So it's me, me, nobody in the limo, you know, with the Hollywood super agent, Lauren Sanchez. And <laughs> I mean, the marathon is just, I mean, I, there's just so many stories. I just, I am so, I am so proud of you guys, what you guys are doing. Um, and Brock, I didn't get the, the, the link. What's the, what's the link for Dana Farber? Yeah. So I ha I don't know what the link is exactly. It's well, on, just, it's on my, it's on my Instagram. Yeah. It's worth a Google. It's, yeah, it's a it's a link. I've got it. I've got it in my in my bio on my Instagram. People can go and click on it. And uh, whenever I post those those stories on my Instagram, I always I always put the link um, the link with it. It takes you right there. You can donate. Um, it takes you to me and Lake. I think me and Lakin's team page or something. So um, we're trying to we're trying to donate as much as we can. That's that's kind of why we're doing it. You know, just you know, obviously, it, I'm looking forward to the actual day. I've always loved Marathon Monday um, playing there. Um, the days that, that, that we didn't have to go on a road trip after and we could, we could, you know, walk over to, to where the route was and, 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 you know, watch the runners come by. Um, so we're, we're excited about that. And just to, you know, say that you ran a marathon, I think it's pretty cool. I, oh. I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to do another one after this. I think I'll probably retire from long distance running on April 18th, but, um, <laughs> 
but looking forward to it. It's been it's been really fun uh, for me, like training for it because it's something I've, I've never done. It's new. You know, I've trained the, the, the same way my whole life for, for baseball. So um, it's been fun doing something different. Um, but but we're really doing it to try and try and raise some awareness and, and, and raise some money for, for Dana Farber and the Jimmy Fund, you know, a, a place that means so much to me and Lakin um, from our time in Boston until until now. And um, as long as they'll as long as they'll allow us to be a part of it. So that's really why we're doing it. And and um, yeah, the links in, in, in the Instagram bio and and uh, that's 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 how we're trying to trying to raise a little money. Can I ask you guys? Like obviously, you know, you excelled in baseball uh, at a very high level. What does this compare to having to have the discipline to actually execute the task? Is that I mean, I'm trying to relate the two, much like I did with Joey Votto and Garrett Whitlock the other day with chess and Votto just like, no, nah, it's not the same. Like, okay, <laughs> you know, but still, like, I got to imagine that this has been a flashback for you guys to say, you know, I gotta. <laughs> I got to lock in. I have to make sure I do my stuff. I have to make sure I do things the right way. It's fun when you're doing the Instagram stuff and everything else. But is there a correlation there at all? I, I think, you know, probably the biggest correlation is preparation. You know, just being prepared. Like, I know I joked about just doing, but, you know, you do have to prepare for things, especially something of this magnitude. And it's just like our careers when, you know, you talk about probably the least amount of pressure you ever felt when you did something was when you were the most prepared. So, you know, it's the same way for this, making sure you're taking care of your body as far as what you're putting in it beforehand, eating the right things, you know, that's going to be the hardest thing. I love wine and I, you know, I love a good scotch every once in a while, like, you know, on days that end in Y. So it's going to be hard to like, you know, make sure I'm just really disciplined when it comes to that. It's going to be a busy weekend in, in Boston leading up to that. Um, we're, we're doing some stuff in Boston leading up and I just want to really want to make sure that I'm disciplined and prepared. And then you just go out and you just, you do it. I'm sure there's going to be really difficult moments where it feels like, um, uh, feels like it's not going to want to, you know, continue, but at the same time, um, you remember why you're doing it, you know, and, and the people that you're raising money for and the people who went through some really tough times with, with Boston 10 years ago for me and. Um, and that'll push you over the top and you just dig down deep just like we did when we were playing. Uh, can, can, uh, does that resonate for you, Brock? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much spot on. I, th- I think the preparation is key. Obviously, like I, I never ran cross country when I was when I was younger, like like Demp. But so I, I this is completely new for me. So I, I'm definitely having to, to make sure that I'm prepared. And, and uh, it's crazy how fast it kind of it kind of comes because like you 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 if you would have told me two months ago before I started this, this that I would go out and run 12 miles. I I'd be like, there's no, there's no way. Like I'm, I'm like, I'll go out and run a mile. Like a mile seemed like a long way to me. And now I'm like today, I think I have six or seven and I'm like, yeah, that, that won't be too bad, you know? Um, but it is, it's preparation and taking care, taking care of yourself. It's, it's, I mean, it's kind of the same in, in, in training for, for something. Um, but for me, it's completely new. You know, it's it's a completely different type of uh, of training. But that that mindset is kind of kind of the same. Where I know, you know, there's days when I'm not going to want to do something, and and I need to get it done. Um, like today, I don't really feel like running. I'm going to be honest. Come on, we're motivated. Let's go. It's cold. Let's go. It's 
it's cold outside and it's like raining. It was sleeting earlier today. So um, there may be some treadmill miles um, today, but um, but like I said, it's been fun. And, and like Dem said, it's you're, you're training for something that's, you know, you got to remember why you're doing it. And for me, I'm just looking forward to the day just because it's always it's always such a cool, a cool day in, in, in Boston. And I think, you know, I, I think it's just going to be a blast, you know, oh, obviously. It's, it's, the, it's the best. It's like that's yeah. the thing that you have to understand. Like all this training sucks. But it's like that day is going to be nothing like you can ever imagine. And I'll tell you the biggest difference between baseball and what you're doing now is that as we approach February, when you say you're in the best shape of your life, like 90% of baseball players do, you are actually probably in the best shape of your life. Like this isn't isn't like the Fort Myers, I'm in the best shape of my life. This is (laughs) going to have a great year. Everything's great. I feel so good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. right? You know, you 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 you've, you've heard. You go around the clubhouse. Oh, I'm in the best season, best shape of his life, best shape of his yeah. life. Who is yeah, it? Here he goes. Best? But yeah. yeah, you better be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. The, the, the funny thing is, is I'm going to be in the best shape of my life for real, and I'm still going to struggle to make it to the finish line. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I'm going to be the best shape I've ever been, and I'm going to be. It's going to be a. It's going to be a struggle. Someone sent me on Instagram. Yesterday, I think they sent me a picture. It was from way up high and it was at the starting line and it was everybody getting ready to start. But then you could see the Boston skyline in the background. And I said, holy, that (laughs) that's a long way. It's well, the the thing is, when you get through the heartbreak hills, so you can see the Sitco sign and you're like, I'm almost there. And there's like another five miles to go. So I don't, I, I don't want to put this in your guy's head. I don't I'm so I've already watched YouTube. I've already watched YouTube videos of like a, a like a, a fast, you know, fast forward trip down the, uh, down the route route. And I, I've got, co- I've got some coaching people who have run it before that they've told me that if, if you, at the very beginning, if you think you're running slow, run slower. I, I totally, I'm totally agreeing with that. That's, because I think they said the first half. I think they said the first half. The first half is pretty Easy. much flat Easy. downhill, Easy. and then the second, the second half gets a little bit more difficult. You so come down you gotta, at mile fourteen, mile fourteen. You come down a long hill, and then you go up a hill with nobody there over the highway. That's when it hits, and then you have a mile to Harper Hill. I know everyone listening to this really cares about this, but I'm just trying to do God's work here. So yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. But yeah, so it's it's all good stuff. But and, and finally, because I know you got to get going. But finally, um, Ryan, we we are going to see each other before the marathon at the Innings Festival out in Arizona. Uh, talk talk a little bit about that if you can. Yeah, Innings Fest is it's been this really uh, you know incredible festival. Tim Sweetwood, um, who who owns the festival, um, Tim put it all together. Um, started out going. Uh, with MLB Network, um, just doing some interviews there with different artists. Basically, the idea is baseball and music colliding, right? Like baseball and music have been together forever. If you think about it all the way back to the organs at the ballparks, the seventh inning stretch, and, you know, and then you start like now there's never been more synergy between the two, between pump up songs and, you know, walk up songs for guys and walk up songs and all that kind of stuff and music in the ballpark, guys in the locker room. That's just, it goes hand in hand. And, and so he had this idea. And then um, my idea with Off the Mound, I have a, a kind of a late night 
talk show format. We have a band, the Hemispheres. They're part of the show. Um, so at times we have stand-up comedians who start the show off. Um, and then we bring out guests. And sure, we talk baseball for sure. Um, we talk a little bit of life, what's going on in their lives, um, and their connection with baseball, what they like about it. Some guys get up and play. Some guys sing. Some guys play guitar. Some guys do some fun stuff. We've done things like um, Hall of Fame Home Run Derby, which is where we put a tee on the stage and we hit kind of softer baseballs. I'll never forget this. We did this with Jim Tomey a couple years ago in, in Tempe um, at the at the festival there in Arizona. And I didn't really think about it, you know, because like the, these balls are soft, but they're still like, you know, from 300 feet away, if you get hit with one, it's going to kind of maybe hurt. And so I looked at Jim, I said, you want to do this? And he just gave me a look. He said, oh, yeah. Let's do this. And so we're raising money for charity. And Tommy's hitting tanks, dude, like off of the Tito's tent across over the porta potties outside of center field wall. He's just hitting bombs. Like I could just picture somebody ordering like a double Tito's and soda with a fresh lime and a Louisville, you know, ba- a ball, a Rawlings baseball, just go boom into the cup. I mean, he was just hitting bombs everywhere. And I'm like, cross my fingers. I'm like, don't kill anybody. But we have a blast. We light it up. We do a couple of shows on Saturday, one on Sunday. We've had, you know, Jake Peavy's out there. Johnny Gomes is a regular. David Ross. Um, this year, we're, you know, we got some great guests. Mike Cameron's going to be out there. Dontrell Willis. Uh, Brett Boone's going to be out there. There's a lot of activations. There's batting cages. There's pitching, um, you know, machine or uh, pitching speed things. And it's just a blast. And it's a chance, a great festival. You look at the headliners, Saturdays, Green Day, Sundays, oh, Eddie Vedder. You got the Black Crows. You got Offspring. You got Head in the Heart. You got Mount Joy. You got all these other artists. And it's, it is, an, you're going to find it, Rob. It is an unbelievable festival. It is so much fun. It couldn't be in a better location. And you got spring training games during the day and music at night. And it's, it's awesome. And, uh, and we're actually going to bring an off the mound, uh, coincidentally, um, this is the first time we really talked about it, um, but we're going to bring it off the mound um, the weekend of the Boston Marathon. Uh, oh, to, nice. To, to Boston. Yeah. So that, that weekend, oh, cool. that Saturday, we're going to be doing it. Uh, so Brock, I'm going to be, I'm going to le- lean in on you for guests. We're going to need people showing Come up. Come on, man. That's going to yeah. be a good time raising some I'm money. Gonna, and I will bring a massive amount of gear that you can give away, uh, whatever awesome. you need. Whatever you need. Awesome. And Brock, for you, I am going to allow you to stay in Joe Kelly's house again for the festival. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need, I need to, I need to, we, we need to run that back, man. Time with the Kellys. I, they're about to have baby number four, which is wild to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, those were some good times staying with the Kellys. They didn't last too long. Thanks to COVID, but we oh. had, we had a good time. Nothing. Joe, nothing. Joe was the guest last year on the show and he was great, man. We had the Joe Kelly merchandise set up all the t-shirts oh, he's, he's got, you know, I, so I think he's, he's, I think he's doing he's it again this star, year. No, He's a rock yeah, star he, no matter where no matter where he goes. I remember whenever he did the in Boston, he, he was like getting booed off the mound basically until he hit Tyler Austin and got in a fight. <laughs> and then he was he was a, a hero. He went to the Bruins game, I think the the next night or a week later or something, and they showed him on the Jumbotron. The whole place stood up and went went nuts. Can I tell and then you all this all the stuff with the Dodgers that he did, dude? He's a, he's just a He's one of a kind. There was only a place you could read all about it on February 28th, a damn near perfect game. But let me tell you real quick about the Tyler Austin thing, because you guys are in the middle of it. Um, Was, or or Brock, you were in the middle of it. They, I guess, uh, two weeks later, you're playing in New York, and Tyler, they're driving through Times Square with his agents, the Levinsons, and Tyler Austin crosses the street, and Joe tried to get out of the car to fight. 
Fight them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe Kelly Fight Club. My father-in-law wears that shirt all the time. It's I got one. Club. I, I have one in my closet. Yeah. Joe Kelly's his favorite player. Well, yeah. there, well, there you go. We'll send him a book. We'll send him a book. But I, you guys have been very generous with your time. I look forward to like following your progress. Uh, remember Vaseline and the nipples, if nothing else, the best advice I could give there you. you. Go. Um, but thanks, thanks so much. And thanks for all that you guys do. And I look forward to uh, good times in the next couple of months. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.